Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stefan Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. And welcome to another edition of Happy Hour, where we're actually going back to the origination of our happy hour, sort of. <laughs> Before we start, this is not sponsored, so, you know, if somebody out there with alcohol and or drinks or beverages want to sponsor us, let us know. Uh, yes. But this one is not uh, outside of our regular sponsors. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, if you are drinking, whatever you may be drinking, whatever you may be partaking of, be responsible. Do what you mm-hmm. need to, but keep yourself healthy. Keep people around you healthy and happy and living the good life within the boundaries, whatever your boundaries are. How do I say that in the other way, right? Wow. You got a bunch of disclaimers, but yeah, I think you got the, the main point across. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you always have to be cautious. And yeah, we are back with some of the original intent behind the happy hour where we feature uh, a delicious drink and or beverage typically created by a woman or a femme and non-binary person, or uh, maybe there is their actual beverage like a beer or a whiskey. We've done those too. Mm-hmm. Um and then also, we're actually going to make it a happy, happy hour this time. I promise. I know I'm the queen of the sad sack <laughs> content. Nearing my eyes at you. Okay. I know. I'm gonna, we're going to try to keep in line with happy or happiness or maybe joyful okay. even. What? Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but today, we are featuring a delicious gin cocktail created by mixologist Audrey Saunders, a legend in the field, uh, a pro who's been in the business for years, like 1990s or earlier, and which sounds not that long ago, but apparently it is. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm having a crisis. <laughs> it has been in the business for years and making waves, beginning with an ode to gin, because gin is delicious. Uh, she opened the Pegu Club, which is named after the gin cocktail. If you want that recipe, you can just Google it. Uh, having shelves and shelves of gin 
which sounds like my dream place. I think it said like 30 something bottles of gin and seven vo- bottles of vodka. So I was like, yeah, let me go to yeah. this place. Mm-hmm. And today we are sipping on her cocktail or our variation of gin gin mule. Again, with this minty twist because one of us, Annie, has an <laughs> allergy and neither one of us has any mint on hand. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it feels like we didn't, you know, necessarily need to mention it, but you're right. All right. We don't have mint. We don't have mint. Um. We don't have mint. <laughs> yep. So, here's the actual recipe before we begin uh, it is one mint sprig, one ounce simple syrup, three fourths ounce lime juice, one and three fourths ounce dry gin, um, and one ounce of ginger beer. And if you actually go look for her recipe, Saunders created her own ginger beer recipe, which is in there. It sounds delightful. And mm-hmm. I don't, but I don't have any ginger on hand. Do you? I know. I took a long pause because there's actually a story behind that, but no, I don't. It's the short answer. <laughs> so essentially, you muddle up, I believe, the first three ingredients, uh, and then you add the dry gin and ginger beer and shake it up. According to one of the sites, the ginger beer that she makes is not as fizzy, so it can be shaken up. Yeah. You can't with the kind that Annie and I have because it is canned and very carbonated. Mm-hmm. Sorry. No, also, thank you, Samantha, for the emergency ginger beer delivery. (laughs) Um, But also, I'm going to confess, a lot of times I skip this step, and I know that makes me terrible, but I just was going to skip it anyway, so (laughs) I don't shake it up. You don't don't shake things. Uh, To be fair, I didn't do this one either because, A, I didn't add neither simple syrup nor a mint sprig. So this is really our own variation, obviously, Uh Um, because our uh, ginger beer is pretty sweet. And so I don't Mm -hmm. feel it's necessary for that. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) I did the one-time shaking of the carbonated drink champagne and it was a disaster. So, yeah, (laughs) Yeah, it was bad. It was like everywhere. Uh, It was a Holly episode, even better. So she was like, what are you doing? That's fair. Yes. Ma'am, that's fair. But yes, I also, for my variation, added jalapenos because I love jalapenos and ginger anyway. So I was Mm. like, why not? Mine as well. And mine is uh, the Empress Gin, which is the blue one that turns purple with acid. What about your Mm -hmm. variation, Annie? Well, it's cracking me up because I think you and I, you know, we have our our differences and our loves, but we have our similarities because I also didn't use simple syrup because I prefer less sweet things. And I added more lime juice, but I still had some of my cosmic Star Wars color-changing sparkly gin. Yeah. (laughs) So I used it. So we both have kind of a purpley variety of this. And uh, we didn't plan it. We didn't plan it at all. (laughs) No, We're just in sync. That's how it goes. Oh, Uh, yes. Except when it comes to in sync versus Backstreet Boys. Uh, We're not talking about that. We're not talking about that. Uh, But yeah, so we did take a variation, obviously, um, a pretty big variation. So we're just going to call it the Sminty Ginger Mule. Okay. Can we call it that? But we Mm -hmm. didn't want to give credit to the fact that she created this drink. It has a lot of recipes, which I want to look into more as we come through. Um, One of the things about Saunders is she talks about her journey in becoming a professional in the cocktail industry as a pursuing of her interests. So she started it after finding all these uh, different types of cocktails, really loving it, and was like, "Uh, I I need to be a part of this. 
And so she took every opportunity to learn and grow within the craft. Uh, she talks about pushing and finding people to teach her and find her a uh, way to expand in this industry and take up mm-hmm. room. I love that. She's like, she even talks about how she bothered a couple of friends to teach her more. And I'm sure it wasn't mm-hmm. that way, but loving it. And then growing it into this giant business, owning her own cocktail bars and becoming an icon in this industry in New York. Uh, so that's I, th- I thought that was huge. And I thought this was a great example of finding joy and then taking that joy and expanding upon that. So I wanted to take some time and do that as our happy hour. Andy, I kind of already know. I think the listeners who love you and your fans in general kind of already know. But one of the best things about talking to you about what you love is that it is contagious. Like it makes people want to be a part of that. So will you tell us something that you have found joy in and that you expanded upon? Ooh, yes. Well, (laughs) um, (laughs) I would say obviously it's fan fiction is one. Um, Fan fiction can seem like a solitary thing if you don't know much about it, but it's all fans who are connecting of our loves of these characters and these stories and putting them in these situations that are sometimes terrible. Like last night I was in tears at one of my favorite ones. I was like, why? But I love it, but why? (laughs) But kind of, I guess, that finding that connection through passion and in my case, like very nerdy things. So for example, like this gin that I made that I call like my galactic gin... I made it for a Dungeons and Dragons thing because I love doing themes. I love like creating things based on things that I love. So I love like making foods and giving them horrible Star Wars pun names or making drinks and giving them horrible Star Wars pun names. You are the queen of puns. I love making, I mean, I find joy in a good pun, especially when it takes a minute to hit. And then when it does, they're like, oh, (laughs) I love it. The hidden pun. I love it. I just, I go all out like writing these scenarios in D&D and they're just full of puns. And I like sharing that creativity and seeing people find their own joy in my goofiness. I like that. Um, and I always try to keep track of that because sometimes I can get overwhelmed. Like, oh, I got to make a puppet show for Dungeons and Dragons, which is absolutely true. Uh, <laughs> but... <laughs> The moment when they do the puppet show, it's going to be so good. It's going to make me so happy. Uh, I love sharing those things. I love sharing like anything Star Wars with people. I love giving random facts. But also recently, I've rediscovered my love for just, if I can, taking a moment outside and just appreciating the sun and the breeze and the the colors right now. The like greens of the trees. It's amazing. Also, I like a good... I like a good competitive streak. I got a Mario Party situation going on right now, and the stakes are high, listeners, and I (laughs) really like it. (laughs) I'm mad about it, but I enjoy it. Yeah, and you're actually pretty good to me. I think in comparison, like, yeah, everybody's better than me. But when you were telling me about the people you're competing with, they're like, no, they're better than me. I'm like, really? What? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We play with the CPUs on hard, Samantha. Oh, yeah, I don't like that. That's unnecessary. Mm-hmm. That is unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> I think I complained about that on several things. Like, why is this hard like this? What did you do this for? Yep. Uh, like, I was like, on normal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was very upset, though. <laughs> mm-hmm, you were. <laughs> Can I rant for a sec? Please. 
Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, you know, for me, sometimes I have a hard time pinpointing what brings me joy because I don't know... I don't have hobbies, like the regular normal hobbies. I, I I felt like I was lacking growing up because I didn't have things like that. I tried to make myself because it felt more human. So I was like, man, I'm an emotionless robot for a long time. So I would just make up things like, okay, I'll collect this. I'll collect this. And I just never really cared. I did it for the sake of feeling like there's something, uh, some type of identity to it. Mm-hmm. So for me, I don't necessarily have things like that. I used to love to write. I don't write anymore. Uh, I used to love to read. I don't really read anymore. I tried <laughs> to pick up knitting. It did not go well. <laughs> Coming back, I tried to pick up uh, card reading. It did not go well. <laughs> I think for me, my happiest, joyous time is spending time with people that I love. And, and that's, I know that's not exactly a hobby, but that's something that I find joy in. When I can connect with someone on a deeper level, which also is really... <laughs> anxiety written for me. God, I'm trying to be happy. But <laughs> in that, like, 
I, I am, I am intense. And I've, mm-hmm. I've gotten this often. I feel like listeners may already know this by the way I bring up subjects and the things I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. So I know it can be exhausting, but I don't know how else to be because for me to know you, I have to truly know you. Mm-hmm. And when I do, then I can connect with you. And trying to be jokey, jokey and fun, which I, I can do that too, that means we're probably not that close. Mm-hmm. Um, if that's my only personality that you know, most likely then you don't know me. And that's it's a whole thing of like trust and building up. But because I need to know who you are first before I trust you, if we can't even get to that point, then we're not we're not that level. And I find the joy of having those people in my life. Again, we're talking about coming back and getting those moments with friends. Finally, I've had that with you, and I've been really grateful because I think you've been one of two people maybe three, that I've been able to have that with. Um, Mm -hmm. And so it still keeps me grounded. I am absolutely an introvert and can't do a lot of people at once uh, without Mm -hmm. feeling completely zapped and or, yeah, panicked. But having these moments have is, is my joy. That's out of it's a hobby. But also having the moments of like being with my dog while she's cuddling him on me while I'm watching TV at the same time I'm playing a phone game. That's Mm -hmm. kind of been a joyous thing where I've just kind of check out. I've talked about this before where I wake up in the mornings in silence, go sit in the living room after grabbing my coffee, hot coffee, getting on my phone and just taking a couple of hours, maybe an hour, maybe 30 minutes, who knows, maybe five hours, just playing a little game and zoning out, but in silence. And there's been Mm -hmm. something really joyous to that to collect myself. Another thing, and this may be just a neurodivergent thing. I don't think I'm on the spectrum, but maybe I am. Sometimes I'm like, this makes me think I am. Um, is that I love just sitting in the bed and mm-hmm. not moving. Uh, that is my safe space. And so I'm like, today is a bed day. I will be doing mm-hmm. nothing but sitting in my bed. I will eat all my food here. I will watch TV here. I may work here. I'll probably take a nap. But that has also brought me joy, which also makes me feel very lazy. Hmm. And I feel bad about that sometimes. But that's something that I also find joy in, in that moment. And I love it when my partner will join me. Like, he, he will just sit there with me. And I'm like, okay, this is fun. I love this. I love this. Yeah. <laughs> but it's yeah. the same way, like, I also love seeing my friends on a different level when I'm not having to think about things. So when I see my friends at my little dance classes, I don't do that much anymore because the pandemic, I would go in and out. And I've done it less because it's been very stressful and I don't have time right now. But mm-hmm. I enjoy those moments of being like a completely different person. They don't know the ins and outs of me that yeah. I have to go on that level, but we can dance and joke and move on mm-hmm. and still feel connected by that moment. There is something mm-hmm. to that too. So those are the ways I find joy. And I've, I miss a few of these things, but keeping those intact, uh, especially at a really rough time in almost every person's life right now. Yeah. Yeah. I think that... Uh, for me, there has been several moments during this pandemic, which I have largely spent alone. Again, you and I, I've, I've found so much joy in hanging out with you and you kind of doing your thing and me doing my thing and like letting me live my Star Wars best <laughs> life. It's been great. And it's been a joy working with you and we've been able to find a way to work from home. And that's so lucky to do that. And certainly through the pandemic, I've, as I said, I have spent most of it alone. But those times I do hang out with people and I get in competitions and with Mario Party or I <laughs> do D&D or whatever it is. It's it's really made me, the friendships that have remained and have lasted just feel so special. Yeah. So special to me. And the times that we do get to hang out, even if it's not that often, 
feel so special right. and bring me joy. Right. Yeah. And I think that's obviously the bigger conversation in this is that we, Annie and I have been able to make this a bigger thing, whether mm-hmm. it's we get to get on here and have our voices heard and talk about uh, issues or things that make us sad, make us mad, make us happy. Um, also talk about the loves that we have, about social justice and these like conversations about women and having these types of diagnosis or having these things that they've battled or trauma is important to me and something that I feel like is important that we keep talking about it so that A, we don't feel alone, but B, also see each other and support each other in those times. But also like having these moments of finding your loves for things that many of the other audience listeners, they do too, and they don't get to share it because it's not a girl's world quote unquote, or it's not a world for uh, films or not, you know, like all of these things. And then being able to be like, no, but I'm taking it. And this is what I know and loving and expanding on it. But that's, we get to do that. So there's, we we have been fortunate and thank y'all for being a part of that with us mm-hmm. because it's something that, again, for me is fairly new. Uh, <laughs> and learning, mm-hmm. learning that level of privilege as well as hopefully um, honoring it and honoring the you, the listener, as well in these things. Um, and we just wanted to take a time to celebrate that, that we do have the freedom to have these important conversations so that we can build up our own community and to see that we're not alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you all bring us joy, listeners. It's so true. Joy. It's really true. <laughs> I love several of you have written in about your like Star Wars fangirling lately and I've been like, oh my God. <laughs> and thank you to best. those who have validated my uh, opinion and my feelings on Rogue One. I appreciate <laughs> you. Thank you. <laughs> and to those who have enjoyed my screaming, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I thought it was great too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, this was nice. I'm glad we got to take this moment. Um Cheers. Cheers. Um, And as always, listeners, yes, thank you so much for listening to us and sending us messages and all that stuff. We really do appreciate it. If you have any suggestions for things that you think we should check out for this segment, uh, drinks, creators, what have you, please let us know. Our email is stephaniamomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast or on Instagram at Stuff Never Told You. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina. Uh, you are also a part of our joy. You make us sound so good. We love you. Yes, we do. We do. <laughs> and thanks to you for listening. Stuff I Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a National Association, member FDIC.
something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast host Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.